Blog Talk Radio.
data to my young while we live in military. Yeah. Trapping hoods like God. It's third world now from the east to LA to Taiwan. So everybody I know now is holding the side across the town. Make you communicate at a sidebar. Might get you shipped in a boxcar. Can we just all get along? Have a drink together, watch the ladies wiggle to a song. It's the war now. Even when I ain't going on, clean my act up. No longer popping with the core. Enjoy the show as much as we do. Exactly. I know everyone is, um, 
you know, getting ready for uh, their day, Easter holiday, if they're into that kind of stuff. So, you know, a lot, a lot of colorful times and colorful things and outfits and stuff like <laughs> that going to be going things. down tomorrow. <laughs> oh, yeah. You, come on, you know, Rachel, it's going to be Man. really, really outrageous with some of the outfits that's going to be going down tomorrow. <laughs> I have seen the um, sequence and the white patent leather shoes. I've seen it. I've seen it. <laughs> All over the A. I've seen it. Yeah. Oh my goodness! Wow! 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 Mm-hmm. Yeah. See, I'm, I'm I'm not into that. I'm, I don't take part in those type of festivities and stuff mm-hmm. like that. I'm I'm just a watcher. You know, I'm sitting back and take it all in and enjoy myself and you know have some popcorn and just look at the entertainment <laughs> that's going on as people go to and fro. Uh, where it is that they go into, whether it be, you know, their church or temples or what have you. Yeah, um, yeah. not to mention the fact that the people that go to church on Easter and the other major holidays, they're just four times a year people. They take up all the seating, <laughs> all the parking. So for folks that go to church on a regular basis, they're just like, okay, we got to get there super early. We have to, you know, to get our parking space and our seats. But nonetheless, right. they will be celebrating the resurrection tomorrow. So there'll be a whole bunch of hams and chickens in the oven, and we want to just <laughs> tell everyone, wish everyone a happy Easter. For those that celebrate Easter, happy Easter, and for those that don't, happy day. Exactly. Oh yeah, big show, very very big show going down. Yeah, definitely. So and that's me, what we got um, here too any good, as well. Any good you know, news from the BK? Six four six four seven eight five one two three. I said, any good news from the any good news from the BK? Um, everything is, you know, uh, on deck, pretty pretty solid, pretty steady right now. Just getting ready for the spring, and you know, some things happening. Of course, you know, in about a little over a month from now, it's it's the big, you know, party going down, the big birthday bash <laughs> as we do every year, right. the annual. Yes, right. Indeed. And so, when is going to be this year? This it's it's May ninth. It's at Latin Quarter in New York City. Okay. okay. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So if hopeful, I don't know, but if you're in town, you know, of course, you know, you're you're definitely welcome, and and everyone else as well, you know, definitely welcome. Of course, I'll put out more information on that as we go closer to the time. You know, I'll post cool. some information on the blog and stuff like that, so people have all of that as cool. well. Yeah, and other than that, you know, just um. As we had a conversation, you know, concentrating on the wheel, you know, getting some things in order, making sure that, you know, for for 2013, have been sticking to the plans and sticking to the yeah. goals and stuff like that. Very that important. Out, so. Very important. Balance is very important. I was at a workshop on Friday, Thursday. It was the Dream Project, and um, Tanisha Martin and her husband, Tanisha. Martin? Yeah, I think her last name is Martin. She put on the Dream Project because she had some amazing speakers. Kathy Hughes was there, Richard. Um, wow. Russell Simmons was there. Um, wow. Yeah. Uh, she, it was it was probably two to three hundred industry, uh, two to three hundred entrepreneurs that were interested either in starting a business or that had a business and wanted their business to grow. And the the energy was amazing. It was very infectious. It was great to be in a place where everyone supported one another, um, both men and women. 
and um, it was just it was really awesome. And you know, one of my favorite people in the whole wide world was there. Her name is Sylvia High. She is a master life coach, and um, she dropped a lot of jewels for people to walk away with. And I think one of the main things that stuck with me was a lot of people get stuck about how to run their business and how the, how they show up in business, but a lot of us don't take stock in how we show up in life. So it's like, who are you being in the matter? So you have to step back from the business piece and delve a little bit into the personal piece and find your balance and clarity in your personal piece. And a lot of times that transcends a lot better into your business piece. So, I mean, it was really, really great. I hope that they were able to um, record it, record some of the, you know, they had some great breakout sessions, but I'm, I'm, I hope that they were able to record it because it was, it was really dope. Cool. Yeah, and for the people that didn't come, I'm sure that they would be able to really benefit from some of the information that was there. Absolutely, definitely, definitely that. And um, I think it's it's about time that we get to uh, some people, yeah. uh, our, our guests, that, that they're, they're here early and, and, and ready to go and, and so forth, and that's what happens when you plant the seeds. <laughs> right. That is what you know, you, to see. Uh-huh. you get on things very early. Hello. Hello, Hi. hello. Hello. Hi. Hello. You're on the air. Hi. Hey. How are you? Wonderful. How are you? We're great. Thanks for having us. Just really of excited course. to be here. Of course, of course. So I'm not sure how many of you are calling in today. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not sure either. Who? Uh, this is Lou Hill. Okay, is that Louis? Yep, that's Lou. Yep. Lou, and then who do we have on the other line? This is Shalia. Shalia and Lou, welcome to Indie Review Radio. How are you today? Pretty good. Awesome, awesome. We're so glad to have you guys here. You have a lot going on, and we can't wait to hear about it. For people that are just tuning in and aren't clear about who uh, Water Seed is. Who wants to uh, introduce you? <laughs> uh, why don't you go, Shalee? Well, um, we're a band, and, you know, we've been categorized as several different things, but the band is originally from New Orleans, and <laughs> it was a jazz funk band. Mm-hmm. Yep. A jazz funk band. Pretty much, and you know, we have influences from all different genres, but I would boil it down to that. Okay. Yes. And what would be the difference between a jazz funk band and an R&B or soul band? Uh, I, I would think just the stereotypes that have been put on R&B as of late. Uh, you know, a lot of R&B is pretty much, uh, I guess you can say, uh, not all of it, but a lot of it lacks, uh, you know, the actual aspect of uh, instrumentalist, an actual, an actual band playing, and, you know, your solos, your excitements, your highs, that kind of thing. Well, that's kind of like where um, we implement, you know, that is not only a singer and a track, but it's actually a, re- a full band, you know, performing, and you're going to hear the band move, you're going to hear the vocalist move with the band. So, you know, I, I guess it's just in what R&B is, is slowly becoming, you know. Uh, so we, we kind of distinguish ourselves from that into a more jazz, funk, fusion kind of thing. But definitely with highlights of soul and rhythm and blues. And I would imagine that with, now, is everyone in the band from New Orleans? 
Pardon me? Not everybody. Okay. So where are the people that aren't from New Orleans? Where are you from? <laughs> um, this is Shalia, and I'm from Houston. Okay, close enough. Mm-hmm. Right, exactly. And, and we have uh, Sinise, who's from uh, Pasadena, California. Uh, okay. Jay, Sharp is, Jay Sharp is from New Orleans as well. Uh, yeah. I'm from New Orleans. Uh, and we have, our, of course, our Atlanta members that uh you know, hang out and perform with us as well. Wow. So do you do, um, when creating, is that something that everyone participates in? And do you feel the mix, you know, like the, the energy from all the different places, the sounds or the feel? I would uh, say I so everybody comes with their own influences. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say yes. Right. We all, we all didn't sit in the same class or have the same <laughs> right. musical same musical experiences, but uh, we bring, you know, who we are to the table and we kind of put it together and express ourselves, you know, as a unit. So it's it's kind of like a, you know, a gumbo. Of, a gumbo. Uh, a <laughs> and we like gumbo. Right. Oh, yeah. We, we like gumbo. Yeah, everybody does. Oh, my God. So does everyone play an instrument in the band? Uh, everyone in does. My voice. <laughs> yeah. Everyone does. I actually think Shalee has has been practicing or learning how to play piano the last few years, but everybody does uh, work really hard at uh, performing and playing uh, not just one instrument, but several instruments. Okay. So we have, let's see how many of you we have on the line. We have three people on the line. Okay. So can each of you, um, I I mean, I guess ladies first, can each of you go um, let the listeners know uh, your definition of a band in today's times, and I'm asking that question because there's people out there that are kind of stuck. Everyone thinks they need to be a solo artist or they need to be like a duo. We don't see a lot of bands in mainstream. So, what was the, for you the decision making process when deciding to join a band? Yeah, who's got that? Well, <laughs> I guess I'll I'll take that first because. Um, I'm one of the more recent members that joined mm-hmm. the band. And um, I would have to say that I did the solo thing for a while. I was uh, When I was younger, like in high school, I was in a group. And then I did the solo thing for a while. And what I found, because I do believe in live instrumentation, and that's one of the, you know, major things with a band, which is really organic and it's it's genuine, it's authentic to have the live instrumentation, which is what... Lou was saying earlier, comparing what we are as a band to, say, R&B, say the jazz funk compared to R&B. But what I found is when putting musicians together to create something, um, it was it was difficult because a lot of people didn't have buy-in. People had their own things going on. And it was just a challenge to get people to be on the same page and to be dedicated to doing something, you know, in a timely manner and being on mm-hmm. time and just all types of stuff. So what I find in a band situation where everybody is dedicated, it's just it's more teamwork. Yeah. And, you know, everybody's more so on the same page, more in agreement. You know, we have our challenges, but in the water seed situation, we're all, like, pretty much on the same page. And like I said, we're dedicated to the same vision. 
So that's a huge benefit of, of being in a band. And you have other people that are doing the same thing, so you're not doing it all by yourself. So I would say the team aspect of it, along with the live instrumentation, is a wonderful thing compared yeah. to the solo opportunities. I can I can imagine because it does seem like some people get so um, distraught from being alone. You know, they're alone. They're, you know, they have to create by themselves and they get stuck. But I could see the benefit of a band. I I can totally understand that. And then I'm sure that there's the downside of just having to have a general consensus when there's more than one or two people. Right. I mean, sometimes it can be a good thing because you're getting the best out of it, but then other times we can mm-hmm. kind of butt heads like, well, I think it should go that way. Well, I, I think it'd be better this way, and we have to, you know, compromise and and figure out what will work best going forward. How long does okay. that take when you're really bumping heads like that? Oh, how long does it take? Yeah, um, to resolve the issue. That's uh, hard to say. Right. I think from our perspective, we've learned to, uh, ironically, I think it's pretty quick. Uh, at least it's, it's almost instant in, in, a, in a weird way and with any direct problem. So if, say, for instance, if I want a guitar solo here and someone else doesn't, usually somebody wins that, that round and we get past that one issue. But um, it'll come up in another in another area. Like, nope. Remember the last song I wanted a guitar solo. You said, no. <laughs> uh, I want it on this song. So it's kind of like, okay, I won this battle. It's like politics at its best. So they have yeah, to choose I gave it. Like, right, right. You you give and take, and it, we humble each other a lot. So it's like you know you you yeah. will get put place and we'll um you know they'll say hey man you know you need to back up that's not what you're doing there right so it, it is really a a lesson in humility and how to work with people and what helps is that we're all working together for a common goal so uh with that being the end result we're all trying to have this end result of of something positive we kind of know that the person isn't coming from a selfish a malicious, malicious point of view, and that allows us to kind of, I think, deal with each other more on it's obvious you think this is going to work for the betterment of the band, so let's at least try it. Okay. Yeah. So we have, Jay Sharp was trying to tune in, but we couldn't hear him, so he called back in. Are you there? Are you there? I think so. Can you hear me? Okay, we can hear you now. Perfect. <laughs> Great. So did we talk about anything that you wanted to chime in on since you were just talking to the air? Well, this, this got it covered so far. I, I agree okay, with everything about this. <laughs> and, Jay, what was your, in deciding to join a band, what was the thing that made you decide to join a band? Um, the opportunity to to cultivate my artistry. I mean, you know, I had my own project, which was cool. I like that. Um, but to join forces with another band leader who kind of understands the struggle of that, and to just sort of be a part of a project that's comprised of leaders, um, which if my old buddies are listening, I'm not taking a shot at them <laughs> at all. <laughs> but um, to just sort of participate in a meeting of the minds, everyone's a songwriter, everyone's a leader, so we can all sort of bow respectfully to one another and each cultivate our personal best and then bring something to the table that's a, a unique talent uh, to the individual and just stir all that up and see what we get. Um, it's, it's more fun. Uh, 
there's more room for expression, and then there's also more cohesiveness and being on the same page about how to move forward um, in the in the business aspect. Just because of sort of having an understanding of the inner workings, you know, um, at the point which, because at some point, which you may know from reading about it, at some point, uh, Lou and I sort of had to uh, more or less rebuild from scratch, you might say, and we both understood what would go into that. So it wasn't like, hey, you know, you didn't pay me for such and such, and uh, you know, we don't we don't really deal with the. It's like an ongoing IOU. So we do it for the love of the art, and we don't just sort of bash each other over the head about what this show is going to pay or what kind of time sacrifice this this involves. We we all are deeply personally invested in it, and. Um, that's sort of the magic of being in a band. It's like being a part of a family. It's it's like being right. a part of a super exclusive club um, that gives you a great sense of belonging, and you can develop your your thing, you know. Um, and and coming from sort of a, a jazz approach or even a rock uh, world, you start to refine your sound because you're not constantly adjusting to different projects, but you're evolving with a group of musicians and you're learning one another. So you eventually get to the point where you don't even have to talk much on the creative side. You just sort of express yourself and you have a conversation through your instruments. And you can only mm-hmm. develop that when you stick with one group of people for a significant amount of time. Right. In my it's like the alley-oop. You got to know. <laughs> <laughs> right. Sorry, I've been watching all the games. Okay, so <laughs> so my question would be, if for any reason you had to replace a member or you needed another piece to the band, what would be a requirement to be a part of Water Seeds? Oh, uh, blood, yeah, blood, that's, that's a that's a that's a rough one. Uh, we we you know that policy has changed so much. Uh, <laughs> To be a, I mean, and as we've matured and as uh, I think we've had more experiences, the policy has changed so much. Um, it's all sacrifice at the beginning to be a quote unquote. If you want to just come in and be a, a side cat and just kind of pay to play kind of thing, I mean, you just have to be a good musician, you know, and be available. Uh, yeah. And that's and that's that's the short of it. You know, we have to be able to get along with you. You have to be a a good person, um, you know, and, and deal with your own personal business quite well. You know, we don't want to hire you and, you know, two hours before the gig you call and say, I can't do it kind of stuff. So, uh, you know, so that's, that's what's required for our side, man. But for our uh, our core members, it, it gets a little bit more complicated. Uh, you know, you ask the question, you know, what's the advantages of being in a band, um, you know, versus a solo artist? Uh well, the advantages of being a solo artist, if you're traveling with you and a guitar, you know, you just need to rent, you know, a, you know, eco-friendly car. If mm-hmm. not your own car, put some gas in it and sleep in your car if you need to. Grab your guitar, you go and you perform. $250, $300 may be a good night for you. But when you're traveling with, you know, six, seven, eight people, bringing a full town, organizing rehearsals, everything, it becomes, you know, um, we're still dealing within that same price bracket, so it becomes more challenging to uh, to meet our gigs. I shouldn't say we still meet our gigs, but we have to be very creative. So for our core members, the primary thing is kind of like what Shalia and Jay said, until 
the music industry heals itself or the artists come along to heal it, um, we're kind of like in that position where people know us, but, you know, we, we're still very much so grinding it out. You know, we're not getting paid $10,000 per gig or something like mm-hmm. that with hotel rooms and accommodations. So, we, you know, the core members right now, uh, quite frankly, we know we don't get paid anything. You know, we do it for the love of it. We invest right. in this. Uh, and so when we hit the road, it's like uh, we're hitting the road really just to bring this music to people, but we're not walking away with any money in our pocket. We're breaking even. Like, okay, the vehicle is this much. Mm-hmm. We have to do a 15-passenger plus gas. So, right. And that's cool. And that's the sacrifices we make. So the band members, uh, you know, we're, we're the uh, stockholders. We're the first, you know, we're the people that, you know, uh, Bill Gates called when he was starting Microsoft. So, like, I can't pay you much, but here's some stock. You know, we're those guys. So, Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. We're pretty, we're pretty much invested in that, and we we look to the future for that. And so band membership becomes more complicated. And we've had several people that say, "Look, I love what you guys are doing, and it's great. I see you everywhere. You're doing all of this amazing stuff." But kind of like when we remove the veil of what a band member is, and they may even say, "Yeah, I'm going to do it. It's cool." But you know, a month, two months down the line, they're like, "Man, you guys are crazy. What are you doing as a band?" <laughs> and you know, I'm missing my church gig, and, you know, my girl's on my nerves about I'm not making enough money, blah, 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 <laughs> or man. Let me say our man. So uh, it, it's definitely a level of sacrifice, and but, you know, we believe in what we're doing. And any any piece of <clears throat> literature that I can read of anybody that uh, I've idolized or kind of like my musical icon, they went through this period of uh, a great leap of faith. Uh, and just really putting it all on the line. So, uh, you know, you can't find an artist that did not do that. So, um, you know, that's 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 who the band members are. That's yeah. That's you're investing in yourselves. You know, throughout right. the various periods of hues of blue, so to speak. There you go. <laughs> I like that. So, have you discovered? Or have you seen that your your core? base and your core fans and audience have grown like since you guys have been you know going on the road and from place to place and so forth yeah yeah our biggest asset is what i what i just spoke about it it's our road show it's our it's coming to people you know i say it time and time again we're uh we're performance artists you know the studio is something that allows the listener or the fan to take us home and pop us into their radio or you know, download us, work out, listen to it, or whatever, party to us. But, you know, that show is what we live for. We're, we're, we were, we cut our teeth on a stage, uh, not in the studio. You know, uh, we, we cut our teeth, you know, performing, being on a hot seat with, you know, sitting in with artists. That's, that's who we are. So anytime we hit that road, uh, everything comes up roses. I mean, it just comes up. Our fans increase, fan support increases. The buzz is bigger, everything. So we we live for hitting the road and, and doing what we do. You know that uh, the CDs and the music and everything it's it's our confined commercial, but we're trying to get you to the show. That's our primary goal. Right. So you mentioned the industry. Hello. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought I heard something. <laughs> yeah, I was saying what something. Were you saying? Go ahead. Go, ahead. Yeah. Go right ahead. Just that we feel really fortunate that 
our fan base is growing because we've seen it um, really multiply within the last few months, um, just leading up to the release of Wonder Love One. And, you know, we can see the statistics online, and it's just we feel really fortunate that that's happening. And that's so awesome. And I, and I always compare that to, like, I think that when you grow your audience organically, mm-hmm. and this is something that um, bands have done traditionally. Like, I think when you mention that the industry needs to heal, it may, it may never heal. Um, but thankfully, there's so many tools and resources available to independent artists and bands that you can create your own path in your own way. And that's probably what you guys are experiencing now that you're receiving, you know, getting more fans and people are taking notice. Um, but it, I see this happen. Like, you ever watch the award shows and these bands win all these awards that no one hears anything about? You're like, where did they come from? And it's because of exactly what you're talking about, that organic hopping in the van, going from city to city, connecting with people. And before you know it, you're selling out of all of your records and people are singing all the words. And you're just like, oh, okay. <laughs> this is how this right. happens. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. It happens all the time. And I always attributed that to the passion that um, musicians have for their craft. Right. Like, yeah. it's about playing the guitar or playing the drums or, you know, it's about the whole experience as opposed to this, you know, being in this band is going to get me chicks and drugs. You know, it's about the, the experience. <laughs> You know what I mean? Yeah, the experience. Well, and I well, love that in bands, and I, we miss that, you know? That's right. Mm-hmm. When you look at your uh, famous bands, like, for example, the Rolling Stones are about to hit the road. Uh, and, I mean, it's, it, it, you know, I think we kind of use that platform and, and that thought process. It's like if we can perform well and perform well all the time, uh, we'll never really have to worry about anything. And uh, you, you use any of those people uh you know, your princes, your Madonnas, your Rolling mm-hmm. Stones, they just hit the road. They you yeah. know what their new album is, and they're like, you know, the Rolling Stones are scheduled, you know, that band, they, they're slated to make, you know, 4 to $6 million a show, you know, and those guys are what, in their 60s and 70s. So, you know, it, it's all about the stage, and, and that's kind of the, the, the path we're really focused on. And, you know, we understand, especially for a black band, that we have to kind of trailblaze that. And, and that's okay, you know, but we're 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 up for, for the battle. Absolutely, definitely, and that that transforms and transcends everything when you can put on a good performance. And look at Prince; like he's still legendary in his performances. You know, after all these years in the game, still like putting on top-notch, high-level performances, and people know that he does that, and they go just just for that point alone. Mhm. That's right. We so love that. What is, yeah, what are some of the advantages or disadvantages, if there are any, of the, the different gender dynamics of the group? Oh, wow. Okay. Did you say the gender dynamics? We can hear you now. Yeah. I, I Did you say the gender dynamics? Yeah, yeah. What are some of the advantages or disadvantages of that within the group? You know, let's say, you know, men see things one way, women see things one way. Like, you know, how does that help? How does that hurt at times? Now, I'm, huh. I'm about to tell you right now, we're about to hit the road, Shalia. So you better be careful. <laughs> <laughs> I, I got be your what? back. I got your back. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> how dare he? Um, sorry. No, sorry. honestly, um, actually, it's it's a benefit 
um, I don't know how the guys feel about having us women around, but um, I feel that the guys are kind of like our, our bigger brothers. You know, they protect us. Um, you know, they they help us in so many ways, and we all help each other to become better musicians. But just being on the road and having, you know, people around, sometimes people are drinking and they look out for us. You know, like I said, they're, like, protecting bigger brothers. And, um, you know, it's kind of cool because when we travel together, we get to bond and we have all these conversations. And so we learn a lot more about men listening to what they <laughs> say right. about their life experiences and, and past relationships and so on. So um, I think it's been a good experience. I can't really speak of any disadvantages. Okay, so hold, any, so, so, so hold on. So, hold on, hold on. So, Shalia, I, I want to just let this slide by. So what <laughs> one thing that you learned about men oh, from, gosh. from fellas oh. that you didn't know prior why did I say that? Don't like let people get you in trouble. Okay, I will say this. I, there's something that actually did come to mind that I think is safe to speak on. <laughs> um, this is for the ladies, just in case you didn't know. Uh, let's say you go to an event with your significant other, and there's um, another guy there who's maybe he's charming, he's, he's entertaining. He's kind of an alpha guy attracting people around him. Maybe he's loud or whatever. And, like, if the people around him are, like, laughing at his jokes or whatever, and he's just, like I said, he's entertaining. If you are one of those people that is just totally into his jokes and looking at his eyes and ha, 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 he, 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 that's going to upset your significant other. Mm. Men don't like that. <laughs> that was so safe. That was safe. So yeah, that was it. So, but I hey, I learned that. I learned that on a road trip. <laughs> Don't right. do that, ladies. That was a safe answer. Girl, we'll talk offline. You can tell me the real, because I want right. to know. So you know what? Let's 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 get into a tune from y'all, and then we're gonna come back as you give us the real answer when we come back. <laughs> and then we want to hear from from the fellas or from their end. Uh, All right, spectrum as well. <laughs> so let's do the appropriate. I really don't care you leave if you're leaving. <laughs> okay. <laughs> they will come back. Who is he with us, folks? <laughs>
I fought it and lost. Yeah, we learned that the hard way. <laughs> that is awesome. I think it's awesome. See, is that enough information for you? Did you take notes or anything? Um, I mean, not really, but, you know, we only have so much time. Left in the show. Oh. So we'll, we'll leave you know, it at you, that you, for now. You just you just need to go on a roll with it to get the real juicy. Oh effect. my! Yes, wow. yes, absolutely, absolutely. Now, now, can I bring like a little little camera with me though? Want to do that? Is that okay? A little. Yeah. You have to sign some paperwork. Uh, <laughs> we might not. We not. We not. Might not be able to release the whole tape. Uh oh. Okay. Well, we'll oh, yeah, we, yeah. Can talk. we can negotiate. <laughs> So I'd be interested to know what are some of the rules when you're when you're on the road. Like, is it you know that whole thing when you would go out together, when we come together, we leave together? Like, are there any rules? Uh, like social <laughs> rules. Social that's, that's rules. A, that's a, that's oh a, that's yeah. Good question. I can't think of any. It's obvious. Leah has. Oh, she has some, but yeah, yeah, I do. Maybe as a as a female in the band, I do. I mean, we definitely want to stick together. So mm-hmm. that, you know, unless someone has already made arrangements to, to leave on their own or separately, we want to make sure, you know, we leave together. Of course, we're not leaving anybody behind. But as we go out and we meet fans, especially mm-hmm. Denise and I being the females in the band, we like to have at least one of the guys with us or, right. like, right in our vicinity. So mm-hmm. that's one of the rules that we, we really want to stick by, especially when we're on the road. In Atlanta, you know, we might not be as strict about that, but definitely on the road. We want to make sure we always have one of the guys around us. I hear you. Yeah. And didn't, this, wasn't there, like, an incident, too, like, before with, with uh, Sinise, with, with, the, with the guy that was, like, extra and, like, really, like, stalking? Right. <laughs> there, there was. This was in, um, it was in Tennessee. I won't say the name of the establishment, but, uh, yeah, some some guy just had a little too much, so he jumped on stage and was, you know, pretty much trying to, you know, uh, yeah, he was getting real too, you know, just touchy feely, yeah. you know, and you know he had to kind of be removed or whatever. But uh, thankfully, that was uh, a long time ago, and we haven't had any problems like that since. So did he get hit good. with an instrument? <laughs> did he get no. hit with an instrument? He was about one second away from that. Oh, okay. Happening. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he got the blues. <laughs> That's right. That's right. He, uh, he, you know, yeah. <laughs> so he was taken care of. Let's just put it that way. Wow. That's amazing. I, I mean, and it has to feel good, you know, the, the women have to feel good to know that you guys fully and totally support and respect them. So I think that translates into the music, and, and, and you guys are doing a great job. Um, where can people learn more about you and hear your music, and what's next for you guys and ladies? <laughs> well, definitely go to our website, waterseedmusic.com. And, of course, we're on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, you know, Reverb Nation, all those social networking sites. You can definitely yeah. learn more about us there, follow us on Twitter, like us on Facebook, you know, subscribe on YouTube. And, and, and uh, this this is a new one, Shalia. Pinterest. The ladies are like, they're there's a section that we are we're on Pinterest, and the ladies kind of control that, and they're like blowing up. They have all of this uh, health stuff that they do, stuff that they do with natural hair, everything, just everything that they do to kind of get to the stage. So, you know, I know a lot of ladies like Pinterest. You know, look us up there and get some tips. Yeah. Oh, cool. And and when are you? That's good. When are you guys going to be in in the Northeast performing again? 
we are in the Northeast in about two weeks. April 12th, we'll be making our Water Seed debut in New York at the Blue Note. Uh, and Ooh. then we head up to Boston for the Beehive. And then we're at an indie soul mixer in Springfield, Massachusetts. And uh, that's what uh, we're doing. That's April 12th, 13th, and 14th. And then we'll be heading back to New York on the 29th of April to play the Shrine in Harlem. Uh, and we'll kind of do a D.C. run. We'll uh, hit Richmond on the 30th, I believe. And I have the schedule in front of you. Hit Richmond. We'll hit D.C., trying to get something in for Baltimore, and we'll hit Carolina, uh, Charlotte. So it will be pretty busy, you know, uh, through the northeast and northeast in the next month and a half. Cool. Yeah, I'm That's definitely awesome. trying to catch all of you at the Blue Note or Shrine when you're in town. Oh, awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, we look forward to meeting you. Absolutely. And I'm in Atlanta, so, you know, when y'all come this way, holla. <laughs> well, there you go. Dogwood Fest on uh, the 20th. We're at the Dogwood Fest, so come out and play. Oh, nice. Okay. That would be awesome. And, you know, for the blog, we'll be doing some spotlighting, so I would love to take time to talk to a couple of you so that we can feature you on the blog, you know, like a real interview. Cool. Oh, yeah, that would be awesome. Well, thank you guys so much for joining us today, taking the time out to um, entertain the truth and I. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Thank we you. like to thank know. We get in people's business. That's just what we do. And, we, and you guys have been very gracious in sharing, so thank you very much. Thank you. And <laughs> thank, thank you for your support as well. Oh, yeah. no problem, no problem. We're going to get into uh, Hughes of Blue right now. You guys want to introduce that? Yeah, who's got that? Yep. Hughes of Blue, uh, one of the singles from our brand-new album, Wonder Love 1, Hughes of Blue. Check it out. And thank you guys again so much. the 
matter if you hit a home run or you run it. They minimize and they try to criticize your swing when they ain't never swung it. Wanna tell you how to do it when they ain't never done it. Cause they too scared of failure and they can't even tell you about that raw passion that burns in your stomach. Not knowing that what separates the hunters from the hunted. What separates the rulers from the runners and the thousands from the dozens that really get to see what number one is. I've been up, I've been down, I ain't budget, still married to the game, showing it's just what I'm up, come upon us. We out the box before y'all even get out the block. I'm sitting pretty in that victory lap. All that talk of losing is a bad thing. I know you got bad aims, so play a and miss you with that. We winning. Yes, I'm.
Oh, 
it a matter of how you look at it. Everything's connected in me. and friends of Indie Review Radio, and we are at the time of the show where we share with you the Daily Slice, which is just a small sliver of life's cake. And today's Daily Slice is this. Who cares if it's never never been done or that there's no evidence that it will be a huge success? That just makes you the expert. Stay away from dream killers and go for it. That's our daily slice. And that was inspired by um, the dream project, actually, that I attended this week. And one of the things that we learned is that dreamers, there is no evidence. You're forging new territory. So uh, shake the fear off and stay away from the people that tell you that you can't do it because the ones that love you the most will be the ones that give you the worst advice out of fear. You know, you should get a nine-to-five or you should do this or that. Um, Sometimes, sometimes they're dream killers. If you have responsibilities, you know what they are, and you definitely have to take care of them. But don't let anyone defer you from the bigger picture. Pursue it fearlessly and relentlessly. And that is uh, the Daily Slice for the day. Definitely, definitely. So um, we're short on time, so we'll leave you with that. And um, peace, be safe in whatever it is that you're doing. 
day, yeah. night, week, evening, and so forth. We'll check you and see you here next week, same time, same place. Peace. Peace.